Hi, I'm Paul Maxwell, content strategist at Tidely, and today we're going to talk about 27 brand new fundraising facts that are extremely relevant to religious nonprofits, in, in particular churches, to inform a data-driven approach for how to increase your giving year over year. Here we go. Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient, and powerful for the kingdom of God. Charitable giving is changing. Right in front of us, the way the church fundraises, resources its ministries, and grows its giving is becoming a very different animal than it was in the 20th century, okay? Fundraising tools are evolving rapidly. The psychology of generosity is shifting as wealth transfers from one generation to the next. Charitable giving data indicates clashing values and market dynamics sometimes prompt financial volatility for nonprofits, and, and other times those clashes predict significant stability and growth. So in order to architect an effective fundraising strategy for your church, you need to be working with the right data. Okay, If, you're, if your strategy for fundraising and for, for growing giving in your church is data-informed, you sort of place luck on your side. Okay, You no longer have to throw tactics at the wall and see what sticks. You have to begin from an empirical, tested set of facts about the world as it currently is, which we're going to survey today, and the state of generous giving as it currently is, and strategize from there. So uh, a company called Blackbaud has done churches a significant service in this regard by publishing the 2019 Charitable Giving Report released by Blackbaud Institute. Now, they augment their findings with the Giving USA 2019 report, which delivers a similar kind of data through a different lens. So if you're interested in getting that 20, uh, giving, giving USA 2019, uh, sorry, giving USA 2019 data, you can find that on Tively.com. Just go to our blog. You can search for it. It's right in there. Now, the purpose of this post is to give you the, tw the 27 findings I found in digesting that report that are most practically relevant for fundraising. So first, we have to understand what the Blackboard report actually re represents, okay? And then we can get into uh, looking at some of that data and how it applies to churches. So before we dig into the facts themselves, it's, a, it's important to understand what Blackboard's 2019 charitable giving report actually is, okay? It is an empirical study of the, of the fundraising performance of 8,210 nonprofit organizations over 2019. In those organizations, over 36 billion were raised in funds and analyzed compared with the previous years and synthesized into digestible charts. So of the 5,000 churches who use digital giving tools, 2.7 billion in digital giving funds were analyzed as well. So the results of these analyses were published in Blackwell's report and those findings supply us with the critical insights listed below. So now we're going to get into some of the critical giving data points for pastors and churches that I found from this survey that I thought would be helpful for you. So number one, online, uh, online commerce is evolving and the nature of that commerce as it pertains to fundraising is evolving as well. So the U.S. Department of Commerce estimates that e-commerce sales in the third quarter of 2019 accounted for 11.2% of total sales. More than that, giving grew 1% year over year compared to 2018. And giving grew 5.1% over the past three years. So among those amounts, 8.7% of overall giving in 2019 came from online giving, which is just fascinating. Okay, This data point, it shows us that people's giving habits are following their spending habits. People's giving habits are following their spending habits. The more people accommodate the tools of e-commerce, the more fluent they are in the tools which enable digital giving, fundraising, and tithing. And as we'll see below, these changes are here to stay. So if the church wants to benefit from the growing economy in the United States, right? We took a little bit of a hit recently, but it's on the upswing significantly, right? The S&P 500 was setting new records every single day before COVID. 
then we have to adapt to the tools which have catalyzed this growth, namely digital fundraising tools that have a streamlined architecture, integrate well with database management tools, and have features that make their implementation easy and powerful, like Tidely Giving, which integrates with Tidely CHMS. You can manage your entire donor database in all those contexts and communicate with them from a single dashboard seamlessly. Okay. Insight number two, age predicts giving habits. So the average age of U.S. donors is 63, which is very high. This is why churches that attempt to cater primarily to young people often don't last because they don't have any money, right? Uh, because the average age of the U.S. donor puts them four years past the 401k withdrawal minimum age, which means that fundraising strategies should be tailored primarily to retire, uh, uh, retiree age church members. So the reasoning for this is twofold. Number one, it's easier to generate significant cash uh, and cash flow when your partners are able to give big gifts, right? Especially for early stage church plants. Number two, the demographic data proves that there's a working model here. The data sets that target donor personas for churches before their communications team could even tie their shoes. The data tells you who to fundraise from and how to fundraise from them. A church fundraising strategy that isn't running an active fundraising campaign to reach and partner with age 63 plus donors in their churches are leaving a lion's share of potential fundraised on the table. Okay, next giving insight we get from the Blackboard Giving Report is that donor retention is the linchpin of fundraising success. So donor retention, um, while it's the linchpin of fundraising success, is also one of the biggest challenges and problems and obstacles that faces uh, uh, donor-dependent uh, donor nonprofits. So nonprofits only retained 27% of offline-only first-year donors and retained 57% of offline-only multi-year donors. Those same nonprofits retained only 24% of first-year online donors and retained 63% of multi-year online-only only donors. So this data could mean two things. It could mean that churches have an easier time getting people to give than keeping the donor relationship alive. It could also mean that churches tend to overemphasize giving and underperform in cultivating a strong relationship with their donor bases. And these two variables, the retention difficulty and the retention-oriented fundraising performance, likely yield the data as we have it, which, calls, which, which indicates to us the problem of donor retention. But donor retention is the linchpin, okay? This data also teaches churches one more thing. There's a higher long-term donor retention for online giving. This means that people are more likely to give, or, or their expectations for a donor relationship are lower either way, but they're more likely to give when they give through an online or mobile portal, and they're more likely to continue giving when they give online. So the next insight we get is that overall giving is growing in faith-based nonprofits. So faith-based organizations grew 2% in overall giving in 2019, compared with you know, arts and culture nonprofits and international affairs nonprofits, which decreased 9.4% and 11.5% respectively. And animal welfare and environmental institutions, which grew in giving 116 and 9.2% respectively. On a three-year rolling trend, faith-based organizations grew in giving 4.7%. The next insight we get is that online donation is getting a lion's share of, uh, of, of giving media right now, right? The average donation amount in 2019 was $617. The average online gift was $148. So at first glance, this might seem to indicate that offline donations are a more reliable fundraising avenue than online donations. But the opposite is actually the case. Nonprofits seeking to increase their growth margins should be utilizing both offline and online fundraising methods simultaneously. As proof, online giving grew 6.8% year over year in 2019, 
for the 5,204 nonprofit organizations analyzed who use digital giving tools. Organizations raising more than $10 million had an increase in online giving of 4.9%. Those raising between 1 million to 10 million had an increase in online giving of 7.1%. And finally, those raising less than a million grew their online fundraising 8.3% compared to 2018. More than that, 31% of all mobile donations occurred in August 2019. 26% of all online donations were made using a mobile device. 8.7% of all funds raised in 2019 were from online giving. Small profits received 14.1% of their total funds from online giving. Medium-sized organizations were 7.7% and larger nonprofits remained at 4% in 2019. This means that the smaller your church is, the more important online giving will be for growing your church resources to catalyze church growth. So the next insight we get from the Blackboard Giving Report is that faith-based online giving is growing as well. Faith-based organizations grew their online giving 8% year over year and grew their online giving by 10.6% on a three-year rolling trend. More than that, faith-based nonprofits raised 10% of their total funds from online giving and raised 19.6%, amazing, of their online funds in December. Pastors and church leaders should take this data as a sign that online giving is an indispensable tool for raising capital. Well, I mean, just, just look at these statistics, okay? Approximately 2% of the faith-based nonprofit's annual budget, right? 20% of the 10% raised digitally was raised or was received in December through digital giving alone. Churches cannot afford to live on average 2%, far less 10% closer to their operating budget, merely because they don't have the digital net in place to cash those extra funds, to cash those extra donations. So here's the next thing that we learn from the Black Bob Report. Faith-based fundraising has room to grow. So the average donation in the faith-based sector is $319 compared to the overall average fundraising gift of $617. This could be for a number of reasons, one of which being that churches tend to promote more of a recurring monthly model. So compared with many other nonprofits that use sort of a quarterly or annual approach or even a one-time approach, resulting in sort of a higher average, but a lower overall gift, right? Uh, evidence of this theory is indicated by the fact that faith-based uh, or nonprofit organizations raise on average 17.2% of their annual giving in December, compared with the industry average of 18%. So the 2019 Giving USA report shows that 29% of the total $427 billion raised in the U.S. in 2019 was raised by faith-based nonprofits, the largest percent of any other subsector. So the 2019 Giving USA report compares the actual numbers of the funds raised where Blackball's report uh, actually doesn't include that information. So online giving trends are growing internationally. This is the next thing we learn from the Blackball Giving Report. Online giving trends are growing internationally. So finally, these trends, they're not local to the US. Uh, in Canada, despite a 1.6% uh, decrease in overall giving, online giving increased by 11.8%. And online giving accounted for 8.2% of total funds raised. In the UK, overall giving increased 5.7%, online giving increased 4.1%, and online giving accounted for 3.4% of total fundraising. In Australia and New Zealand, overall giving decreased by 2.2%. Now that we've learned a little bit from the Blackboard report, I thought just for the sake of intellectual credibility, it's important for us to compare the Blackboard report to the Giving, uh, Giving USA 2019 report. So unlike Giving USA, the Blackboard report doesn't mention inflation or include inflation-relevant data to augment the results. 
So while reading the report, I'm never really sure whether the numbers are inflation adjusted or not. And this could partially account for the fact that in the Blackboard report, online giving to K-12 through schools was, was reported to be a 2.2% increase year over year. But in the 2019 Giving USA report, online giving to K-12 through decreased 2.1%, right? So that's about a 4% difference. Why is that? It's also curious that the taxonomies of Blackball's report seem to differ significantly from the 2019 Giving USA report, resulting in significantly different data. So, for example, in the 2019 Giving USA report, faith-based fundraising exhibited a much larger market share and growth performance than it does in the Blackbot report. Uh, one way the subcategory taxonomy might affect this is, for example, in the segmentation of K-12 education off from faith-based nonprofits, a distinction the 2019 Giving USA report doesn't make, okay, which is a bit of an issue in reading the data because many private K-12 schools are, in fact, Christian schools. And many of them are ministries of churches themselves. So this this ta taxonomical variation between the two studies really should have been mentioned or qualified or explained in the Blackboard report because the stark contrast in the reported metrics only confuses the general public. And if they really are drawing part of their data in the Blackboard report from the Giving USA 2019 report, they should have at least made note of that for people who are reading that data carefully. So religious nonprofits will do well to take this data into account when architecting their fundraising strategies. The indications of this study are enormous, not only for the general market, but for churches in particular. The most protrusive or obvious implication of this study for churches is that those aiming to increase the effectiveness of their membership fundraising and capital campaign outcomes need to leverage offline and online fundraising methodologies simultaneously. Again, the main takeaway for churches is that you need to leverage offline and online fundraising methodologies simultaneously. Growth is occurring in the faith-based nonprofit sector, but mostly for those nonprofits who have the organizational agility and foresight to rewrite their fundraising playbooks to thrive now rather than hopping on the train 10 years from now in a fight to survive. Now, reflect deeply on these facts, okay? This is the kind of data that actually does inform your fundraising strategy. Implement these tactics uh, um, uh, based on statistics into your fundraising strategy meetings. As a result, you have a more data-informed and empirically effective strategy before you even begin market testing with your church membership base. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.